Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Recording. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti and me, Phoebe Ganser, a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with insight, advice and humour. Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learned from it. And this week, we're going to be talking about perfectionism. And the definition of perfectionism is the tendency to demand of others or of oneself an extremely high or even flawless level of performance in excess of what is required by the situation. But before we dig into that... Howdy doody, Phoebe. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah. All the better for seeing your face. Aww. <laughs> I look forward to our nighttime records. Yeah, I do. I am a bit tired. I had a coffee. I know we both had four <clears throat> o'clock coffees, sending each other photos. I, I was like, because last week I was like, remind me to have a coffee before. And you were like, okay, it's another thing, another thing to add to my to-do list. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, sorry, mum, I'll try and remember to have a coffee myself. <laughs> and I did. So yeah, I'm all right. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to pet myself up for this um, chat because I feel like it's going to be a really interesting one. We've, I've kind of done a bit of research, you know, this week, which is sometimes we just dive in and chat but I've actually been sort of just just thinking about it letting it mull over in my mind I feel like I listened to a couple of podcasts and then that information has just like fallen out of my head and I can remember none of it <laughs> but I'm going to I'm interested to see where we both fall about perfectionism because yeah I don't I don't know where you'll be in this I don't really mm. even think I understand where I sit in the perfectionism scale so yeah it is an interesting one mm. I was talking to my husband before because I was just telling him what we were going to talk about tonight and he was sort of like it's it doesn't it's relative to what you're doing so you know your perfectionism is going to be different from someone else's perfectionism and like you should just realize that you've only got your own like internal you know level of what perfectionism is and if no one else knows it that doesn't really matter kind of thing you know he kind of almost like saw it as like it's not it's not a big deal Mm. being a he almost like being a perfectionist is a good thing kind of and that's an interesting 
take on it you know like because it makes me kind of go hmm yeah I hate I wrote down from one of those podcasts was that perfectionism is society's favorite flaw and I totally Mm. agree with that like I remember back when I used to interview people for jobs and everyone with you know you say you've got yeah. weaknesses oh I'm a bit of a perfectionist and you think oh yeah yeah you and everyone else mate <laughs> yeah exactly because that's that's it it's like a made up thing really isn't it it's it's a thing that humans have kind of anyway I feel like we're getting off track and I want to we do want to just sort of uh caveat this one to say that you know neither of us are experts or you know therapists or like you know <laughs> what we're talking about so it and if there is anything in this that brings up stuff for you, you know, please make sure you kind of do your own research and yeah, don't I, rely on what we've said as kind of hard and fast. We're just talking about how this has impacted us and what we've done. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at. <laughs> we're not a therapy podcast <laughs> yet. yet. <laughs> I did want to start this week with just if you, before we launch in, a few thank yous to people who have donated Ko-Fi money to us. So thank you to Anne, Katrin, Robin, Tori, Katie, and Caroline. Your support means so much to us and helps us to keep the pod going. So you can find a link in our bio if you want to check us a couple of dollars. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Really, really is lovely. I think the only other sort of bit of admin that I wanted to throw out to the listeners before we get stuck into the juicy <laughs> bits is that we are going to start a Facebook um, group chat for FLAP listeners. And you page. Can, pardon? Like a page, a group page. A group page. Uh, and we're hoping that it can just be a place of collaboration, support, questions and fun. So if you've got a question like, has anyone used this varnish? And then it can be a place where everyone can come together to help answer the questions. Mm. We really don't want it to be a place where people are just promoting sales and that sort of thing. Yeah. There are plenty of other places around that you can do that. We really want this to be somewhere where people can come and chat and, you know, where you can grow your connections and so I'll put a link in the show notes for the Facebook group, but otherwise you can find it by looking at Fail Like an Artist group um, in the search bar in Facebook. And that's that's it for me. Um, Thanks, Mum. My pleasure. <laughs> oh, we probably at some stage will want to find a moderator. So if someone wants to help us, because we're sort of looking to take on less admin, it won't be able to pay mm. anyone, but we would love it if someone wants to come and just help us moderate the chat. That would be awesome. I think we would love some help uh, just because we've already got a lot of plate spinning ourselves so um if there's someone out there that particularly loves facebook and i know some people just really enjoy spending time and and um are really good at that kind of like cultivating support and chats and i don't know like it might be just something that you'll find as a fun little hobby that you want to do we'll <laughs> definitely be in there but we're just looking to maybe take one thing off our off our plate so that we can keep everything sort of chugging along and not drop too many balls in the air Drop too many balls in the air. Yeah, got fucked that right up. <laughs> okay, moving on. How are you going this week, Julie? How are you? Where are you on the fail scale? I'm doing okay. I think I'm probably maybe like a four on the fail scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I've had a few things that made me feel really lucky this week. Like I was having a few chats with friends and then I was also listening to um, a podcast by Mamiya Out Loud where one of the ladies was talking about how much she loves her job and how unusual that is and mm. that really resonated with me. But the other thing, I guess the main thing that's been going on this week is I've been getting my house and the studio ready to photograph some of my images uh, for the catalogue mm. that I'll be putting together for my exhibition. So... Uh, 
mind you, it's a we <laughs> postponed it by a few days because the weather looks better on Friday, and so I feel like I keep tidying up our house, and then the kids are there untidying it, so it feels like two steps mm. forward, one step back. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, one it's step very forward, hard. two steps back, depending <laughs> on the day. <laughs> it's hard to like live in a show home when you've got kids. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, impossible. That's where we're at, and. Well, that's exciting, though, that you've got that to look forward to this week. Hopefully it works out well. I'm a bit, uh, a bit nervous about it, but I'm also trying just to sort of, it'll be what it'll be. And I, oh, the only the way that I felt like I've sort of failed the most this week is I was hoping to put out a newsletter and I just hit total writer's block. Like, I've got no idea what people want to hear from me. got nothing to say. Um, what were you, why were you wanting to put a newsletter out then? What made you, just because you feel like it's been long enough? Yeah, it's been maybe, I've been trying to do one a month and, but I feel like I've, I've got nothing to say. I don't just want to spam people, so I'm like, yeah. oh, well. I think that's okay, though. I, I think we put this pressure on ourselves, you know, <laughs> topic here, <laughs> you know, to think, oh, I've got to do one every month. But, like, if you genuinely don't feel like you have, like you say, you haven't got anything new to say or you just don't have the energy to think about mm. something new, then it's okay to wait a little bit longer until you feel like you're getting, you know, a little bit further into the work that you're doing perhaps and then you can be like suddenly, oh, now I want to share this or I want to mm, talk about yeah. this. I think I'm just looking for some direction when it comes to my newsletter as well. Like I look at it and I think, what what do I want to tell people? I mean, there's I've got one that's very easy for me to write. It I only ever send it out when I've got people that, when I've got new work or when I've got yeah. a big event announcement or something like that. And then I did created my other sort of like hidden newsletter, which is just what's going on in the studio because I thought I'd have all this stuff to say. And then yeah. I sit down to write it and I think, mm, crickets. Well, anyway. I've just written I've just written a newsletter on how you can <laughs> come up with <laughs> ask your mate ChatGTP to help you. Um, it is a hard one. I kind of feel like that maybe you just need to sort of think what would you share on social media like what would you share on Instagram what would you share in your stories you know and put that into a newsletter instead my head's just empty at the moment I'm finding that with Instagram as well like when I'm yeah. posting stuff I'm literally just saying here's a painting yeah to, to be <laughs> I'm honest that's what I did today <laughs> I had a nice photo and then I was like my my mind got a bit blank because as well the time was creeping up and I just didn't have time and I was like oh I can post I, I'll wait till tomorrow and then I was like no because then tomorrow I know I'm going to be busy and then I'll you know I'll t the time will pass and I'll forget and I was like do you know what I'm just gonna write, post this now mm. without thinking too much about the caption and I think that's okay sometimes I think I'm just aware of it because it's been quite a few years now where I've said oh next month or next year I'm going to focus on actually mm. writing something genuine like not necessarily anything yeah. doesn't need to be vulnerable or anything I just want to write something that's more than here's a painting but uh that looks like I, that's all I think I, got for I now. think I think you've just probably got like you know too many mm. too many taps on yeah it's been the thing that's had to give and it's just going to have yeah. to continue and that and that's giving. okay and it, it it can be something that you just let sort of simmer away in the background and then it will happen mm. when it happens exactly um where are you at fail scale me um i think i'm probably about a um Probably about hard to, hard to know life and art <laughs> life. <laughs> I feel like I'm about a seven or an eight. Um, 
are probably not only a four, like probably maybe like you. That's good. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a tough week. It, we've had a lot of rain here, a lot of rain, mm. and on the back of a very very wet summer and autumn. And now we've got more rain and it's been <clears throat> sort of like a weather event, you know, like um, we were in a state of emergency last uh, over the weekend in Tairafati um, here because of the volume of water and my son's school had to shut, uh, you know, couldn't cope with the, the water and the, the toilets and things. Um, there was flooding, you know, flash flooding. We're fine where, where we are is, was fine, but that, you know, lots of people were getting affected mm. there was areas that were getting evacuated and things and it's just on the back of already you know like I just feel like feels a bit on. relentless this year up in your area I've got to say I was keeping a close eye on it and messaging you constantly on the weekend yeah. you still okay yeah so behind our house there's some hills with which is like farmland with sheep and horses and things on it and there's huge um slips um mm. where the the land is just sliding down the hill it's you can just see the, you know, I went on the beach today and there was just so much um, forestry slash all over the beach and there's like no sand left basically and just, oh, it's just been hard. It's just hard to mm. go go through this. We've had cabin fever. It's very wet. You can't go out. The kids are just going a bit bonkers because they can't go and play in the, you know, at school. They're all just trapped inside all day in the rain. Um, And it's been, you know, like not safe to, it's not like, Oh, it's just a bit of rain, go outside and play. It's like, no, I mean, we're talking like torrential, like, you know, like drain pipes just absolutely like pouring with water. Like you can't go outside. <laughs> like I went for a walk with my friend and ended up saturated to my underwear. <laughs> Even though I had a raincoat on, it just like, it was just getting in through the neck and my legs were absolutely so, my shoes, were, I was just, <laughs> it was kind of fun and I, I laughed, but... Yes, yeah, so we, there, there's that, and um, and then so during all the rain, I had I my son had a parent teacher even, uh, interview in the afternoon, and I don't know, my brain just sort of left the building, and I completely forgot about it, and then I got a message like where where are you, and then ah, oh, so I turned up to that late, and it was all sort of flustered, and yeah, I felt a bit like I'm failing. As a mum, you know, like you feel like you're failing as a mum. Mm. I just, even though I had it written on the calendar and everything, and I still forgot. I need to set multiple alarms <laughs> for everything. And then today, I thought it was my daughter's turn for her parent-teacher interview. And then, luckily, I double-checked. Even though, so I'd written on the calendar for today, and then realised that it was actually tomorrow. So... <laughs> Luckily, I realised before I turned up. But I just can't get it right at the moment. I just think, oh, my gosh, I can't get it right. And then it just feels like a bit of a... I just feel like I'm failing at life. Um, but, yeah, in art, I feel like I'm doing okay. I sold a piece of artwork over the weekend at the Gallery de Novo Winter Exhibition that I talked about last week. So that was a really lovely surprise. It always feels like a surprise when things sell. Um <laughs> You know, especially this year, because it has been a slow year and difficult mm. for, for many. So I do I do always feel really, really, really grateful when a bigger piece sells. 
like it's just such a that is exciting yeah it's a relief you know it's a validation that you're doing all right that someone else loves your work enough to want to buy it and that you you know and just think okay yes that's what I needed thank you thank you so that was a lovely moment um amongst all of that and then I finally 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 wrapped up all my paintings that are going off to um somewhere <laughs> when are you going to announce that by the way I'm not sure actually like I feel I'm waiting so I filled out all the stuff I filled out all the stuff online that I needed to do um and now I've sent all the stuff off which is going to Australia um and I'm sort of waiting now for confirmation as to whether it's all correct and you know like I've done everything correctly and so I'm not really sure <laughs> when I'm allowed to talk about where it's gone Hope, hopefully by the time we have the next podcast I can actually sort of talk about it but I don't want to sort of say anything because I've got this horror this part of me that has this worry that because they haven't like approved it all yet it's mm. it's all kind of just it's not live on the website or any you know anywhere um I don't know I don't want to like jinx it and then say it and then put it out in a public pa- platform which is a podcast that goes out <laughs> to the, the you know entire world world and then for them to turn around and say um actually it's not it's, nah we're not we've changed our mind <laughs> and I don't think that'll happen but I've got to say I've got two galleries that use quite a formal approval approval system where yeah. you upload a photo and you fill out all the yeah. details and then they approve it and then yeah that's that's basically what I've had to um, do so yeah and until every I've time been approved like, I don't think it's real like the painting's not going there until I get that little tick and it's like oh okay Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of made kind of made me want to sort of segue into the topic really because I, I, I had done all of the computer work for that last last week. So this is like a whole week ago that I did all of that, and then I took all the canvas off the stretchers um, over the next day, and then, and then they just sat there on the floor of my garage for like three days looking at me going right well we're ready to be rolled up now and put in a tube (laughs) and I so then like a whole you know like no two days of that and then I finally rolled them all up and put them in a tube and then I was I just couldn't book the courier and um I was just like procrastinating about booking this courier to send them over and it kind of I don't know why I couldn't work out why I like until we started thinking about this topic and started researching and then I was like oh and then so when was it yesterday yesterday finally I booked the courier and she came really quickly like usually there's like a three or four hour delay and she came and I was still like sellotaping the address onto the tube and um so it was really quick she like knocked on the door and I was like still taping and she's like oh hi is that the thing and she kind of took it out of my hands and I was like and she's like obviously clearly in a rush doesn't want me to like stand there smoothing out this tape but anyway she kind of took it and then before I knew it she was off gone and the tube was gone and I felt I don't know I was like I needed some sort of ceremony to <laughs> say goodbye to it I didn't even get to take a photo that silence after you sent something I think is the hardest wait oh it's but awful did you dig into why you hesitated what 
Yeah. Were you totally still looking at the work for things to change or were you... No, it wasn't that. The kind of quote that a friend said to me a long time ago was, perfectionism is the mother of procrastination. And that mm. kind of rings true to me because I procrastinate a lot around, and it always shows up around when I'm delaying doing something for fear of the thing not being perfect. I think mm. that's that's the bottom line. Yeah. And that's what made me realize that this is why I'm not sending it because the fear of it not being good enough was But then it's weird because today I felt almost like apathy. <laughs> like I actually don't care anymore, <laughs> which is kind of awful because <laughs> like I don't know what's the worst. That that silent period after you've submitted the thing, that's when I usually get the most anxious and stressed. Mm. So like I know that the days before my exhibition, mm. when I've got no, like I've handed in all the work, I've handed in the, yeah. all the things. Yeah. Those oh. days before the opening night will be when I will probably be the most stressed, not while I'm making the work. No. no. And that's always been the case for me. So, like, yeah, yeah. I will, I'm happy to sit down, do an essay at school and whatever, hand it in usually early, and then totally freak out until I get the grades back. Yeah. I, I feel you. But I think I you procrastinate oh, and I procrastinate. Yeah. So I delay doing the thing up until the last minute, mm. do the thing, do it really well, hand it in at the very last minute, pass the deadline usually, and then do the freak out. Yeah. Um and and uh yeah. So I don't know. I think Procrastination is probably a little healthier than procrastination. Well, I don't know. I don't know necessarily whether procrastinating is actually any better or not that either of them are better or worse, but it's got its own flaws, which people often don't see. Mm. Because I think often everyone goes, Oh, you get everything done early. That's great. That means it's off your, I'm like, that's off your to do list. And I'm like, Yes, but I think there are things. So when you just launch off and do something straight off the bat without even thinking about it, you lose all of that time that the procrastinators get where you're sort of in the back of your mind, you're still mulling over that idea and you're refining mm. it. And I feel like you <laughs> you make less mistakes when you've actually thought it through. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm very much just like jump in the deep end, like swim to the closest ledge. Right. But I probably missed all the other nuances that are in the pool. Like mm, I didn't mm. swim around and do like five laps first. Yeah. It's a funny one, isn't it? I, I think going back to this idea of perfectionism, it's a made-up construct, really. It's like a human thing, isn't it? It's it's not like you don't see birds procrastinate about building a nest because they're worried about whether or not their nest is as good as someone next door to them. You know, there's no – you don't see them sort of trying to get their nest absolutely perfect and – working away working away working, like they'll, they'll make the nest and when it's good enough they'll lay the eggs in it you know they're not caring about whether or not it's as good as Barry across in the other branch um and and it's weird because for me perfectionism does only show up in certain areas of my life it doesn't show up everywhere I it only ask yeah you, it only do you shows see yourself up. as a perfectionist I do um, well, maybe a recovering perfectionist, or, or like, yeah, no, I am. Where does it's, it show? Definitely, the most. It for doesn't you. show up in my like. It doesn't show up in. Um, so, like, I don't care about my house. You know, whether that I'm not sort of like 
I mean, I care about my house, you know, <laughs> although my husband will argue. <laughs> I care about my house, but I'm not that like house proud person that likes has to have everything neat as a pin, tidied away, you know, like um, stresses out. If someone turned up, like, you know, I might feel uncomfortable if someone turned up my house, looked messy, but I wouldn't like stress out. I don't know. Like, it's, I've got three kids, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm losing battle. But with my art, it certainly does show up. What does it look like for you when it shows up? I have to be careful, especially now I've started to move into realism. Um, I have to be kind of careful with myself that I don't um, s- sort of spend too long once a painting's finished. Like I actually can sort of see that it's finished and then I'll sometimes find myself still going and working on an area and actually making it worse, you know, and then I have to go back in and repaint a bit because it was actually fine and then I just over-egged the pudding, if you like, because mm. I just went back in and because I couldn't just walk away at that, like I knew it was sort of done, but I also wanted to keep going because I was perhaps afraid that it was you know I wanted to make it better even though it was actually good enough you know Mm. but I think for me perfectionism has when I was listening to all those podcasts you know and reading and stuff about it 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 really kind of made me think back to my childhood and when I was a kid at school I was like naturally quite good at doing exams and things I was I was just naturally able to kind of like pay attention to the information that was being told I guess and pick up on stuff and then know how to do things but the teachers didn't kind of work couldn't work out how I could have got that because I didn't seem to pay attention in class kind of thing you know um so I was kind of told like oh you're really clever you're really smart Phoebe you need to you know try try harder because you you did really well on that test or whatever but the thing was I would try really 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 hard to make my work to to keep up with other people and um finish my work in time but I found it really really difficult because I was I didn't know I had ADHD then but obviously I did and so then I got criticized by teachers for having being slow at finishing work and having messy handwriting and you know not completing work in class so then I would stay late to finish it and that was where that perfectionism started I think of like the fear of judgment by teachers and things to tell me that like my my efforts didn't meet match up with what they expected of me I suppose how do you think that looks what do you think that looks like when you look at your like perfectionism in your practice today like how what is that well, I think it basically stopped me, in a way, from actually even embarking on art. Like if you couldn't, like, that um, oh, he said it during the Imperfects the other week. It was like the he called it lazy perfectionism, where it was like if I can't be perfect, I just won't try. Yeah, I think that that's exactly exactly what happened. Yeah, so like when I went and looked around universities, I didn't even like I remember seeing the you know the painting rooms and that, and just but just like. The fear, I think, of like being rejected and not being good enough was so huge that the, I just thought I actually can't take that. 
like I can't I can't deal with the thought of being rejected from that that would actually just I'd rather keep it as a something I never pursued therefore I didn't get rejected rather than deal with the 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 fallout that would have happened if I had got rejected if you know what I mean Hmm. so I think it just stopped me for a long 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 time and it wasn't until I had absolutely hit that massive burnout catastrophic kind of period of my life where I hit rock bottom and kind of had to rebuild myself completely and then realized I had ADHD and all of that suddenly kind of changed my narrative and 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 actually kind of took off these blinkers that I'd had on I think about myself and then once I changed the narrative of oh right okay (laughs) maybe I wasn't just a lazy person that needed to try harder and then I kind of thought well maybe I can paint actually if I just give it a go and try a bit you know like it's not about I didn't try it hard enough or I didn't have the capacity I just yeah it I think I think that yeah like it suddenly made me realize that this perfectionism I'd put on myself this impossibly high standard I'd put on myself my whole childhood really and it wasn't because of my parents or anything it was really it was because of those teachers um that impossibly high standard I put on myself I that I applied to everything and then I realized that I could let go a bit of that standard you know because it was it was something someone else had put on me really wasn't actually mine tell me about you where does it show up for you because I think it is interesting to think about where it first showed up because I don't think it just suddenly appears like I don't think you can just suddenly cut like nobody just sort of as an adult suddenly goes oh I'm going to be a perfectionist about this career now like I I think it is something that just gradually builds and builds and builds over a lifetime I don't know if I would have noticed it so much at high school in the same way as you, if that makes sense. Like I can't draw a line between what happened when I was younger mm. and how I behave now. I couldn't mm. isolate it. Like I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I know I have these per- perfectionistic tendencies, but I know that they aren't as bad now. And what, you know, like I had to figure out, like why are they not as bad now? Because I know at one point in my life I felt like I felt them have a really strong grip on me. Yeah. Tell me about perfectionism in your life and practice. Where does it, does it show up now for you, or has it always been there, or or what, or not? I think it's always been there in some way, but it definitely has. I think it's changed how it shows up over time. I think when I used to work for other people. So when I used to work in a corporate job, it was that fear of letting others down. And I like, we used to be one of those people that would work really long hours trying to make sure Mm. everything was done right. Whereas for myself, I don't feel like I work long hours because I'm trying to get the painting right, but I get worried at the end before I'm about to send a work. Like I know a few of the last pieces that I've sent, I've had to, like I've asked several people um, can you just tell me that this is okay Mm. and it's that fear of is it going to be disappointing when they receive it the I know I do set really high standards for myself with where I want my painting to be I don't expect them like I know in my head that I don't expect them to be perfect 
Like I don't want my paintings to look like a photograph, mm. but I want them to feel right, if that makes sense. But no one, the yeah. only person that can be the, who can determine what that is, is me. But and that doesn't make interesting. it any easier. Yeah, how, how you then ask someone else <laughs> to yeah. be like, can you just be me for a minute is it and good objectively enough? <laughs> decide if this is what I decided I wanted it to be like? <laughs> and I know, yeah, when I'm getting really, I don't know if you do this, but like when I get really anxious, so one of, actually it's ended up being one of my favourite paintings, but it was a floral painting late last year. And I was so in my head that it wasn't good enough, that there was something that wasn't right about it, that I almost didn't send it. Mm. And now I look back on it after a few months and I think, oh, I really love that piece. I'm so glad that I didn't stop myself from submitting it. I don't know. I think, I've, I, think I trust other people's judgment more than my own. So, like, if my husband says it's good and then if you say it's good, then I feel like I, I, don't, I don't have a very good level of trust yet in my ability I don't think Hmm. so I don't think I've been doing it long enough maybe and so I I never really know if it's good I have and that's probably not very healthy is it (laughs) I always feel like I need someone else to say yeah it's good enough just just you know to post this or like share it or send it or whatever you know Hmm. and I don't know, maybe that is a hangover from before, from feeling like I needed a teacher's approval, perhaps. Mm. <laughs> um, because I still sometimes don't know, and I, and then it will be like, you will say like, don't be stupid woman, it's great, <laughs> or whatever, you know. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Because I, I feel like I know that you would say, honestly if you didn't think it was like I you know my husband's very (laughs) he's very much like oh all right yeah it looks all right and I'm like well it's not finished yet he's like okay well show me when it's finished and then I'm like okay so I'm not getting much from him until it's actually finished and then when I go it's finished what do you think and he goes yeah yeah that's really good yeah and it's weird. It's weird because I know that he's like, think no, you know, I know that he thinks highly of my work and stuff. But I think he's become, I don't know, maybe immune to art because he's <laughs> shoved in his face all the time. But I do really value his opinion because he won't lie. Mm. Um, or, or sugarcoat it if he thinks it's not good. He'll point it out, and usually it will be exactly the bit that I feel also is needs a bit more work or whatever. So, yeah. I know that I work shows up for me a lot. I get really funny when people say, oh, that looks perfect. Especially if they've said that online, I get a bit, oh, but it's not. And then I feel like Mm. I need to tell them where all the things that aren't perfect are. Like it's, Mm. and I don't know what that's about. I feel like anyone expecting it to be perfect is almost too much for me. Yeah. Like mm. I react really strongly to that. I think that's what I would. I get all yeah, Ugh. bristly, yeah, puffer fishy. Mm. So, do you think you've always sort of had quite high expectations 
of how you want your work to look? Yeah, probably. I don't remember a time where I haven't had those. I think earlier on in this podcast, I talked about the fact that when I was working in a corporate job, I was really terrified of like letting other people down. And I thought that somehow my approach to my art practice was different. But I think when I think about it in this sense, in terms of what worries me when I've finished an artwork, it really is the same problem. Like I'm really worried Mm. about what other people are going to think. Like I clearly have some work to do there. Yeah, it's almost like you had separated the two things because when you had a corporate job, you had a boss. And so you were sort of thinking about the boss's opinion of you. But now, because you don't have a boss, you haven't kind of, you've thought, oh, well, I'm autonomous about everything. But actually, when you put your stuff out in the world, the rest of the world is like that boss. They've taken on that role, if you know what I mean. So you've still got that kind of hierarchy of outside opinion that you care about. Yeah, When we started this, I think I thought that a perfectionist was someone who was put together in every way, like a perfectionist was someone who was a perfectionist in every area of their life. Mm -hmm. And so I think because I often find I'm quite messy and I've got that done is better than perfect attitude with a whole bunch of things, that Mm. that meant it wouldn't apply to me. But I think I might have to reassess that. going forward I think that I probably still have a fair bit to unpack here Mm, I think we do I think we have I like definitely feel like I've unscrewed the can of worms a bit Um, and I think we've got a lot more to say probably so I think that that we need to perhaps go away and have a think and come back and have a separate another conversation I feel like we've got more to talk about here yeah, I think Phoebe can see that the control freak in me is watching the time and going, we need to wrap it up. But I feel like we've only just started. I just feel like we've got so much more to say that we we probably need to just do a whole other episode where we get through some of these things. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I think you probably need to go away and listen listen to that podcast again, Julie. I feel like that <laughs> this pod, that our podcast is just going to end up being like an artist reflection on whatever they talk about in the imperfects let's <laughs> yeah. let's hope they do an episode on like pricing and galleries next. yeah right we'll send them some dms with requests i think what i thought a couple of hours ago and what i think now is quite different <laughs> is this like what's this called this is therapy with phoebe normally it's therapy with julie we're gonna have to flip the switch Next time we come back, I'm going to bring a chase and I'll just lie down on it. (laughs) I wish, yeah. But you call them a chase. See, I'd call it a chaise lounge. I can never get my head around the fact that in this country they call them a chase. (laughs) I remember someone talking to me about that and I was like, I am so confused. What is a chase? I'm going to say chaise lounge from now on because it sounds so much better. (laughs) It just sounds very un Australian. (laughs) Yes. You lie on your chaise lounge and I'll get my pen and my notepad out. And we'll dig a bit deeper. We'll see. We'll see right. what we come up with. Have you, have you got a quote? I do. And I think that when I picked this quote, I thought I picked it because I loved it and I thought it would be relevant. But now it feels inc- more, even more relevant. All right. So this is from Nick Cave's The Red Hand Files. Kelly, if you want to create, sit down, lower your head in deference to the task ahead and get to work. 
but get out of art's way. Art will, in time, show you who you are. One day you will be laboring away, lost in the flow, a glorious and unfathomable thing unfolding before your eyes, and art will suddenly and outrageously turn to you, and like a master pleased with its vessel, say, look, look who you are. You are an artist. Love, mm. Nick. And I just, oh, I found it really powerful goosebumps. when I read it and mm. thought that it was worth sharing today. I love that. It's really, he's just an incredible writer. Yeah, he's so brilliant with words. Did you have any that you wanted to share? Um, I've just got one here by Brene Brown, who is, you know, a bit of a master when it comes to things like perfectionism and shame and all of those big meaty topics. Um, and she said here, understanding the difference between healthy striving and perfectionism is critical to laying down the shield and picking up your life. Research shows that perfectionism hampers success. In fact, it's often the path to depression, anxiety, addiction and life paralysis, which is quite a heavy quote. <laughs> but I could see how if you get really into the grip of perfectionism, it could lead down, you know, quite a dark path. Mm. Um, uh, and I, I don't think, you know, that really applies right now to me, but I definitely did hit that rock bottom and depression and severe anxiety, severe, severe panic attacks. And I think that possibly was a, a kind of culmination of all of what I talked about previously, as well as being quite new to motherhood, feeling like my whole life was out of control. And I just sort of imploded because of that wanting to have a kind of grip on making things perfect and being being perfect and getting it right and it really messed me up and I did I don't really I'd never really put perfectionism in that equation before mm. to, honestly before we talked about it I I had put all these other words together um but never perfectionism yeah interesting I think I had it wrapped up with um being a control freak, I think I yeah. have them a bit confused in my head. Yeah. I anyway, think so. well, let's get into that next week. Okay. And well, maybe we'll finish on a couple of artist shout outs. So, yeah. I had one just from an artist who's always been really um, beautiful and generous with sharing lots of other people's work. I know when I was first starting out, she shared my work a lot on her Instagram and she had quite a big following, and I always appreciated that. Um, so her name is Sarah McKendry and she sent me her oil painting landscapes book this week. Mm. So I've had a chance to have a really good look through it and it's got heaps of process tips and tricks and just Ooh. thought I would say um, give that a look if you're looking for uh, a guide. What's that's, the name of the book? It's called Oil Painting Landscapes and it's by Sarah McKendry and I'll check her link in the show notes. Lovely. I'm going to have a good look through that when I come and visit. Yay. Uh, the other artist is um, Rachel Ray at Rachel R Rachel Ray underscore art and her exhibition is called Land, Sea, Sky Exhibition, which celebrates everything that is nature by showcasing the work of 17 Australian artists, including herself. Um, and the exhibition opens on the 1st of July to the 12th of August at the Art Lover Gallery in Melbourne. Um, yeah, we'll put a note, we'll put a little link in the show notes to where you can get your tickets for the opening night there. I think that's about wraps it up. Yeah, we'll call it an evening. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Thank you for having us in your ears. And um, you know where to find us on Instagram at Fail Like an Artist. 
follow us and we're doing a little challenge at the moment we're just doing a little reel challenge so we called it a kind of five day reel challenge but it's a one reel a week really for five weeks so you don't have to do them in five consecutive days just pick a day make a reel um we've got a little thing in the um on our instagram page if you go and have a look at the post there it's got five different prompt ideas and each week on um either a monday or tuesday we'll pop a little um sort of uh what do you want to call it a example Mm. of what you could do I think sometimes if you're feeling a little bit stuck with what to post like me, it's good to have a few restrictions. I think Mm. in a world where you can post absolutely anything, to have it narrowed down and have a few ideas can be really helpful. So Mm. I know for me, I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to post this week, so I'm going to do my reel. So it's, yeah, in that way, it can really work for you. So it'll be interesting to see what everyone comes up with. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing what everyone else does and getting a bit inspired to find new ideas. So um, use the hashtag... Um, flap art challenge (laughs) always makes me laugh Um, and that way you can go and follow the hashtag flap art challenge and see what other people have been doing and that's what I've been doing and they've been some really lovely ones and and I suggest they just be really short and sweet Um, so it's really nice to just see little snippets of people's art and it's not got to be over complicated there doesn't need to be dancing keep it simple please like follow share that would be fantastic. Leave us a review yep. if you can be bothered. I know it sort of takes a bit of effort, but for us it really does make a difference and we'd really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, and if there's anything in this conversation that you want us to kind of dig into or you're interested or you kind of have any thoughts, um, you know, please reach out, let us know, send us a DM and um, we can talk about it in our stories and share a bit more in, on the um, Instagram page. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one and there'll be more to come in part two next week. So yeah, hold that thought. Stay tuned. See you then. See you next time. Bye. Keep failing. Maybe we should start an OnlyFans page. Maybe we should. <laughs> what are we selling? What are we selling to? Crock pips. out of people that send me croc memes now it's like i feel like oh no i'm that i'm like i've been you know when you um don't realize but subtly you've started you've become a collector of that particular thing i'm like yeah like if it was my birthday i would just get gibbets (laughs) (laughs) you know like one time like you mentioned that you like something and then for your birthday like your grand gets you that's all you like get from now on. The bed linen, bed linen of that stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm 16. I don't know if I like Winnie the Pooh anymore. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.